We are live. Welcome to the iOS Lead Essentials podcast, the place to start your journey towards a remarkable iOS dev career. I'm Mike. And I'm Kayo. And in this edition of the iOS Lead Essentials podcast, we're going to talk about a very interesting topic. Time and speed and resourcefulness in the workplace. Right. So resources in general, managing resources as a software developer. Exactly. So we have, uh, again, some questions from the community. Well, many questions we receive, they kind of touch the topic of resources, but they're not specifically asking us, like, how can I manage time or how can I manage resources in general, like staff or skills in the team? They are more, I don't know, they don't go direct to the issue. So we get questions like, I want to test, but I don't have time. Yeah. I have to deliver fast at my job. We don't have time for tests. It's uh, nice to have. So it's not a priority. Speed is the priority. Yes. And this is a fairly complex subject. And unfortunately, I don't think, like from what I observe, I don't think developers and companies take that seriously. We usually hear about demands, you know, let's be faster. Let's do things, you know, in a, a, yeah, basically faster, right? It's never enough. It's exactly, it's never enough. And, but I mean, we never hear, okay, how are we going to do that? You know, like, okay, let's sit for a second here understand what does that mean, you know, and if feasible, right? Like, how are we going to achieve that? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a pretty complex, uh, situation turns out. And I think that's why, you know, people don't want to look into these things again. And, uh, they take things for granted and they say, well, this is the fastest that we can go, or we, we can't go that fast. No, that's, you know, like, you can definitely go that fast, but you need to change some stuff, right? Like yes. you need to, to change because at the end of the day, like your speed is a computed property, you know, like we have in uh, iOS development. It's a, what does that mean? It means that it depends on something else. It is being computed, right? By, by, you know, making things work together in another manner. For example, I mean, how, so if we if we assume that speed is a resource, right? Like you need to understand how do you allocate this resource? Do you allocate mm-hmm. it like in build times, for example? You know that's the, that's one of the, the the common things we hear. You know, like my build times take uh, a, a lot of time. You know, like uh, I mean they are lengthy. Well, if that's true, then how can you go fast? Like you can't because you spend all this time in the build times or the test times, right? Wait. So. Spend all this time waiting. Exactly. So you need to mitigate that first if you want to go faster, right? Yes. But the question, the question is never, okay, how can I, um, how can I fix my build times? How can I make them, you know, more fast? Or uh, how can I fix test times? No, right? Because now we we went at this level, at the level of the build times, and this has its own rules there, right? That you need to mitigate. But it's not just the build times or the test times. It's just like a gazillion other resources, basically, that you're managing, mm-hmm. right? 
uh, in your team. And they that, affect each other, right? A resource that you don't manage well is going to steal from other resources. 100%. So if you go fast, you might be stealing from the quality resource, right? From the quality of the product and the quality of the office as well, of the work of your team, you know, of the collaboration of the team. Because if you want to go fast, maybe going alone is not the way to go fast. Because if you can work in collaboration with more people, you should deliver faster. But what we see in the office is that adding more people to teams actually decrease the velocity, right? Decrease the output. Exactly. Makes things harder. Yeah. So that's yeah. another resource you need to manage. Staff, peers, people. Of course. And absolutely, you have this threshold there. Uh, I totally agree that after after some people, then you just start get, get, uh, getting negative results, right? It's not going to make... It's not like... You know, you want to build a bridge, and I'm, I'm making this thing up because I'm, I, I'm not, I don't know about you know building bridges, but maybe in some similar situation where uh, the more hands you know translates to a faster output, mm -hmm. you know that's not the same here, right? It's not going to work the same. And what you what you said before, it's so important that all these things like the 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 build times, the more people, the staff management. All like the management, the, the resources are going to affect other resources if you manage them wrong, right? So yes, if you have like, if you have, for example, if you exceed the, the this staff limit threshold thing, you know, and you add more people in your team with the premise of more people equals faster release times or something like that, then uh, I mean, I don't see how you're not going to affect you know, the, the team morale and the happiness. And if you don't have a happy team, then that's going to affect something else. And, you know, it's like a domino effect, right? And also the business is not going to like that because they are putting more resources, money resources, and getting less. And also affects you, affects your team, affects everyone. Exactly. Again, managing resources. Yeah. You can say, well, that's why I have a manager, right? Exactly. <laughs> a manager yeah. manages resources. But yep. if you come to me and you ask me, I want to improve my code, but we have very short deadlines, it means that your manager is not doing their job. Yeah. Managing the resources to give you the time, right? To give you the resource for you to do a great job. Yeah. Now, if they are not doing their job, you have a responsibility with yourself, with your career, with your future, with your peers to win the resources, right? To be resourceful. Find a way of buying these resources, negotiating these resources. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I mean, basically, I don't see another way, you know, like you're either going to do that and you're going to grow as a professional, you're going to evolve, you're going to understand, you know, better what the business needs, right? Meaning you're going to be able to provide more value you're going to understand what the, your peers need, meaning you're going to be able to provide more value. You're going to understand what the market needs, meaning again, and again, the same thing, you know, providing more value. That's the goal, right? But like you need to, um, you need to manage them correctly, right? There's no other way. 
Uh, and there are so many, you know, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we say these things lightly right now, but there are so many resources you need to manage. Uh, there are technical resources and then there are like just, you know, like the, the uh, people you need to manage and uh, the, the business uh, side expectations. And I mean, it's just like, it's too much. It's not, it's not easy. Yes. <laughs> right. And speed is affected by most of those resources, right? Maybe to go faster, you need more people in your team. If you're working, let's say, alone or like in yeah. two people, but you have a, like a short deadline, you need more yeah. people, right? You can help the business find those resources, right? Screen those people to join the team. You can help Ex with that. Exactly. Right? You can help them be resourceful as well. Yes. And then, then you create an asset, right? Like if you help yes. them... If you help them and they understand, you know, and everyone is aligned, you know, the incentives are aligned, everyone is doing what they're doing for the same purposes, pretty much, then you're creating an asset opposed to, you know, the liability where you, you just, uh, you do things for your own purposes arbitrarily. And there's no like malice here. It's just like, it happens that, you know, like things are not aligned, you know, like you don't yes. believe in the same vision that happens all the time. That's not bad. You know, it just, it means there are going to be some consequences, right? I don't think you can expect, you know, to grow as fast as you could, you know, like if you believed in what the company was doing, the business or your peers, and you know, like you were involved as much as they were instead, you know, you don't care, but that's fine. You know, it's just like, you're not going to grow, uh, probably, uh, as fast as, you could have yes um taking yeah. responsibility right and helping the business helping your peers helping the team succeed exactly if you become resourceful if you can help them find those resources you're going to become a leader right people are going to follow you they're going to listen to you exactly you skin in the game <laughs> yes <laughs> you got skin in the game um and it's and scary right because if you make decisions and you fail it's on you. Yes. <laughs> that, but that's that like it, it can't it can't work another way, you know, because that's what skin in the game means. Yes. You're gonna succeed only if everyone else succeeds. Thus their success depends on you, right? I mean uh, it's it's uh, it is required. It is required for you to gain your independence as a developer, as a as a manager, than as a lead. Um, and people like like that's how you develop trust. Yes. And if you develop trust and you you know like you're being consistent about that, that's that's good times. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's something extremely valuable. Yes. So the next time you need time to improve your code or to write the tests. You're going to find it. They're going to give it to you, right? You're yeah. going to earn it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because like, can you develop in the speed of light? What is the limit right. you can go, right? Speed has a limit. After you reach the limit, you need to look for other resources to improve the output of the team. Maybe it's getting more people in the team. Maybe it's getting more investment. Doesn't matter. Yes. There's a yes. limit where speed is going to get you. After that limit, you need to use other resources. Right? You need to use skills, creativity. You cannot just rely on brute force or speed, sprinting all the time. 
no, no, it's it's not sustainable. Um, you need to, and that's like, yeah, and that's that's also what we see where you know the the the, the Red Queen uh, hypothesis, right? The Red Queen syndrome. Okay. Where you, you, Explain you just, that. Yeah, I mean, the the Red Queen says to Alice in from the Alice in Wonderland through the Looking Glass book, says like here, like it takes all the running you can do to stay at the same place, meaning like you can't be complacent or you're going to fall, you know, behind. That's, that's right. the, the meaning, right? But the cost of living like this professionally is, is too high. Like it's yes. not sustainable, right? So you can't have that. <laughs> you need to find yeah. ways, you know, that you're going to get value, not by, you know, like uh, they're going to grow linearly. So the more, the more work you put, you know, uh, th there's your expected value, which depends on the work that you do. No, like you're going to have to find ways uh, to, to, to get like maximum gains by not putting all these resources in place and, you know, like uh, basically need to run all the time, you know, to stay in the same place. And it right? only gets worse because if you accept a deadline, yes. it's a very short deadline, and let's say you work like crazy and you achieve it. You're running twice as fast as you should, right? It damages you somehow. Yes. It damages the team. Everyone is tired. Yes. And that becomes the new norm, right? That's the yeah. new speed that the business expect. The next time they right. want exactly the same or faster. <laughs> and you keep this loop of always trying to get faster and faster just to stay where you are, to find a new norm. That's exactly. not sustainable. Exactly. And it's not, gonna, it's, it's not going to be, I mean, it's it also going to depend from what your competitors are doing. So if, you're comp if you think your competitors <laughs> are going faster, then of course you're going to demand, you know, your team to go faster. Uh, and it doesn't even matter what the competitor is doing, uh, you know, in terms of processes and all that stuff. Like, yes. it just like, th there is this idea, this, uh, this perception that is being created that, no, we need more, we need faster. And, you know, like, you, you can't have that. You can't have that because if you don't know what you're doing and you want to go faster, you're going to break everything so fast, by the way. You know, it's not going to be like, it's not going to take years. It's going to take months to break everything. Uh, and then everyone is going to quit. You know, that's, right. like, that's, that's the simple truth. <laughs> and then you're not going to have a dev team. So, uh, yeah, and if you're going the wrong direction, if you're going fast, you're just going to get there faster in the wrong place. Yes. Further and further from where you want to go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's uh, that's the other thing. Like, if you demand faster, sure, faster. Where you never said yeah. where, right? That can be problematic. So, as you said, the competition. Yeah. Right. You're always comparing yourself to the competition, and that's not a great way to win, right? You should compare your speed with your speed yesterday, rather than yes comparing your team with other team that is maybe yes. following different processes, maybe trying to solve different problems. How can you, if you're building an app for a restaurant, how can you compare yourself with like Facebook with 300 engineers <laughs> if you have two people working in the team? You cannot compare that kind of speed, you know? You cannot compare yourself with others. No. And maybe that's a tactic to win against another team. You pretend to be going fast and you just yeah. watch them trying to pick up and, and lose on their own. <laughs> yes, 
and that's a fantastic tactic you know like that's that's like a different kind of warfare uh, <laughs> but you know at the end of the day i think you're like in software you're competing against yourself there as we as we explained in the previous podcast in episode three dependency injection uh you know there there are some very specific things that you do and lead to happiness and some specific things that you do <laughs> and lead to sadness you know For sure. like, you feel miserable <laughs> right so i think i think that's the competition there you know it's it's with yourself too if you like if you are to follow these things right follow these principles uh but as a collective and you know someone might say how hard can it be it's extremely hard you know yes. it's extremely hard because there are so many factors you know that can influence that can impact the collective like the <laughs> whole team uh and it makes it it makes it very very hard to um to to perform so uh, yeah uh like we we're basically fighting ourselves in order not to redo what we need to do you know and then i guess that's like again the red queen uh syndrome where you know like maybe you work for six months 12 months and then you know like craft starts accumulating you can't work anymore you need to rewrite suddenly this idea of rewriting is is fine you know like for the business or for the industry i don't know yes. i think it's terrible but you know that's what it is you work for some companies i guess yes yes Yes. But everyone trying to simulate that without the same resources, without the same team, without the same challenge, they're gonna lose. Exactly. They're not win this this race because you don't win a race based on your top speed. Only if you can maintain the top speed yes. throughout the race. If you are the fastest and you can maintain that top speed all the way, yeah, you're gonna win. But that's just unachievable. Right? Yes. You cannot sprint all the way. <laughs> No, it's it's impossible uh, unless yeah unless unless you can. But if you think you can and you can't, it's catastrophic. Yes. It's catastrophic. It's like it's gonna uh, the whole thing is gonna blow up. You probably it's, can if you're very good and you are working on your own. But then you're limited right. by your own capabilities, by your your own time, your own twenty four yeah. hours a day that you can dedicate to it. So yeah. If you're working in a team and you have like three people that can dedicate to that, even if they're slower than one person, three working smart can win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very advanced what you're describing, by the way. You know, like, I, unfortunately, not many companies think of that. that if you find three good people and if you train them, you know, if you find one and if you train the other two, perhaps is, you're going to have like better results in time. But Hey man, like it, it requires a vision, you know. It requires commitment. It requires, it requires a mindset of fighting adversity, and that's yes. hard. Like you, you, you can't, you know, that's rare. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why we're talking here about remarkable careers, and that's why, like, it's so, uh, you know, like scars to find remarkable careers in people because these skills are extremely hard to to make. Yes, right? and it's risky. It, you need to take risk. Leap of faith every single day. Yes, that's it. You need to take leap of faith every single day. And by the way, the alternative now, you know, in a hot market dictates, why would you ever do that? Right? It's like everything's fine. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, again, like 
our disclaimer is if you want this remarkable career, if you want to become a remarkable developer, then these things are for you. If you don't, that's fine. You know, yes, nothing wrong. So what can you do to go faster? What is the real solution to speed? You know, like I want to deliver an app twice as fast as I can do right, right now. Right. Well, maybe double the team. Yep. <laughs> yep. Terrible advice. <laughs> you know? Because and again and again, this this thing is gonna is like doubling the team, the team size, I mean, is gonna give you the impression in the very early stages of the project that things are fine, right? Because you people cannot deliver, you have like a bunch of uh programmers, you know, like sitting down and typing and all that stuff. Yes. And it creates this misconception that things are fine, right? But it, things are not fine. Things are most probably not fine, I would say. And why are they fine in the beginning? Right. Because no one gets in each other's way. Yes, Everything's exactly. a empty canvas, right? You can right. do whatever you want. But then when the work starts overlapping, yes. right? Start changing codes that I wrote, I start changing code that you wrote, and etc. Now we yes. are, we need to change the same module at the same time. You just get in the way yes. of each other. Adding new features. Oh, no, we're going to break what I'm working. Oh, we have merge conflicts now. So they're, they're good. Like, this is a, an excellent example of continuous delivery and continuous integration, you know, about the conflicts and about shipping all the time. So these are resources, right? Like, for me, I, I, I'll speak for you as well. For us, these are resources, right? And these resources, continuous development, continuous integration, they can either become... a an asset or a liability, the asset is going to give you positive value in your operations, which eventually will uh, uh, will translate in economic value for the business, right? Mm -hmm. And for like a very big smile for the customer, you know, like uh, happiness for the customer, basically, right? Positive customer satisfaction. So, but if that's not the case, then it's going to be a liability, right? And that means that it's it's gonna make it's gonna make it much worse for the team to work with these things, right? And if 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 they reach a certain level, you know, of like terriblessness, <laughs> right? People are gonna just uh, and I'm joking, of course, you know, it's worth. Uh, people are just gonna not use them. Yes. Biggest biggest example of all, testing, right? Automated testing. At some point, it becomes the bottleneck. And people don't want to use that anymore because it slows them down in such a level where basically they can't work. Yes. Right? What happens there? Well, QA suffers, right? Because we can't like anymore uh, assess if this thing that we built runs as it's supposed to. They have to work not. double time testing, exactly. manually testing it, or writing more scripts, more black box testing. And, exactly. And then the delivery suffers. Because everything is delayed. Yes. The product suffers. Yes. The customer suffers. The business suffers. And you suffer. And it's this endless spiral of yes. just going down, you know? It's a it's a domino effect. Yes. Yes. This happens when your test takes an hour, two hours, four hours to run. So you run them overnight. Right. 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 Now if it Go to a point where it takes five hours. At some point, it took two hours. At some point, it was taking <laughs> one hour. 
and no one stopped to fix it. Yeah. When it got to 30 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Like when it got to five minutes, that was the time you should have said, okay, that's unmaintainable. Yeah. Let's improve it. What can we do? The build is taking an hour? Unacceptable. What do you do during an hour while you're building your project for the first time? Clean build. Go for a coffee? Yeah. You cannot go fast like that. That's not how you go fast. You went fast in the beginning when you created a mess. But now, what are you going to do now? Now you're slow. And there's nothing you can do because they have these hard limits. It's hardware, right? Buy more hardware. More resources you're going to spend. Money resource. Maybe it's going to give you a bit of improvement there. Red Queen. Like, oh, that's what I'm hearing. Red Queen. Buy more. Buy more. Buy more. Buy more. Yeah. Like, Run yeah. faster, 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 <laughs> faster. Just stay in the same place. Exactly. It, I mean, it's... Work late. Work weekends. Yeah. Just stay in the same place. It, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's terrible. That's what it is. You know, it's, it's, it's bad for everyone. Because it's like a... It's a race to the bottom. That's what it is. It is. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So, yeah, I mean, you can't work like that. You're going to have to find better ways. You're going to have to find, you know, ways that they're going to give you an order, two orders of magnitude, better results, you know, and you're not going to have to allocate more time for that. You're going to have to allocate less time Mm -hmm. uh, to, to do these things, right? Like write less code as you go, right? Not more code. Yes. Yeah, I mean... Changes should affect less code as you go as well. Exactly. But but now, what I'm saying, it's directly opposite, you know, to the idea of, let's say, you had a one-minute build time, and then you had, like, two-minute build time, two-minutes build time, right? And then, as you added more and more code, you had, like, five-minutes build time. And then you're thinking, okay, well, my project is complex, I'm going to add, like, a dependency here i'm gonna add a dependency there you know suddenly you're at 10 minutes of build time right so now this like i think i think we as developers have like this static idea of you know build times that it grows linearly you know as as more and more code pours in in your project you know you say well yeah i mean what is it gonna go lower no like i just added a bunch of dependencies like i just like completed three features, you know, it must be um, more, it must be lengthier, right? But that's, that's, that's the problem right there. Because, I mean, <laughs> as we said, again, in previous podcasts, we are managing risk. That's what we do as developers. Yes. So how, how do you manage risk if you have more and more time to spend while you're building? And you know, like, if you're, uh, if you need more and more time, that's going to affect release times. It's going to affect uh, um, estimates. It's going to affect like team morale. It's going to affect like a bunch of other things, right? Well, that's risk. Like that's 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 problematic. In, yes. There's absolutely no way to mitigate this. If you say, well, what can I do? You know, ten minutes. I, I can't do anything. You know, like that's 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 what it yeah. is, right? And this is a resource that your manager cannot manage, right? Exactly. The only resource your manage, manager can manage is time for you to do the work. Yes. But you have to go there and use the resources 
to solve those problems. Exactly. Exactly. So what you're saying is basically they are not monitoring, right? Because that's what I understand. They're not monitoring the right the right metrics there. Right? That's so that's very important as well. Because if you're monitoring build times and you say, well, it grows a bit, or I don't know, like uh, we don't need this feature anymore, so we removed a bunch of code, so it went down slightly. Well, you know, that's that's I don't think that's like a, a good metric to base your whole operation on. Yes. You need you need you need a lot more to understand what's going on, like how are these build times being computed, right? What does, how are being affected? Because, yeah, like if you're using uh, 10 dependencies, for example, 10 CocoaPods, you know, yeah, like your build times are probably gonna be yeah. higher than if you're using like none. So there's your, like, there's another metric there, how many dependencies you have, right? Um, external dependencies, I mean. Yes. And you may think that, okay, so, Let's reduce the number of builds on CI server, right? It's right. The, the quick solution. Or let's right. stop testing. Don't run the tests that often or run the tests overnight. This is going to steal from other resources because now you're going to have to allocate time for bug fixing. You're going to have to allocate time for QA. You're just delegating the responsibility to someone else. Maybe yes. delegating the, the responsibility to the customer to find the bugs yes. and report back to you. And, and, and if that's part of your you know, uh, business strategy, you know, maybe perhaps that's fine. But if it's yeah. not like, right, if you don't, if you do care about the stars on the app store and the comments and the reviews, then it's probably not the best thing to do. Yes. And I know right? companies that don't care about that. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. They make a profit. I just yeah. don't like to work for those companies. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can find any space in those companies to achieve a remarkable career. They just don't care. Yeah, it's a different kind of um, mentality uh, because there, the, there is like this short term. The goal is very short term, right? Usually, and then you go off to you go to the next project, and you never have to maintain or you know you, you don't have to look back, you know, to the things that you created there. So it's just like, um, it's you know. It's not good, and but you don't care because you don't have to maintain that, right? Like you don't have to go back there, but that's fine. I mean, again, is it is it working for the business? If it's working, yeah, that's it. Like it's not yes. like everywhere the same, right? If it's working for the business and you're happy working there, that's absolutely fine. Exactly. Otherwise, something needs to change. Yes, exactly. So yeah, time is a resource, and you mostly have a time resource problem not a speed problem yes if you have time you can do your job well you're gonna go well and you're gonna go fast because the way to go fast is to go well yes we keep kind of passing this idea forward that no time to market is important time to market is important you need to be the first one needs to be the first one well the big companies out there yeah most of them are not the first one yeah okay facebook's not yeah. the first social media <laughs> right right social platform google yeah. is not the first search engine right yeah you don't need to be the first sure you want to be the first and you might be the first yeah but what about focusing on the goal rather than speed speed is important but you can only get speed if you go well if you manage the resources you have sure if yes. you have 600 mobile engineers in your company 
maybe you can go a bit faster than if you have two. Hopefully. But if you don't have 600 engineers, don't try to compete with a 600 (laughs) engineer speed. Yes. It's a different mentality. Yes. It's like, it it needs to be different. Absolutely. Uh, One small comment there about the, the speed also, you know, and being first. Sure, you can be first. I don't think it matters that much being first, you know, for like, let's say a year and then it just disappear off the face of the markets. Yes. Because you just messed up everything, you know, like because your product is not sustainable. <laughs> like if you are in for the long haul, you need to, uh, you, you need to see it as such, you know, because otherwise what's, what's good, like all this work, let's say for a year, it's going to go away because you're going to have to rewrite something. Yes. Right? And then what happens? Sales suffer most probably. You know, like, again, well, teams that's are... your plan. Just go there, release something quick, sell it, make a lot of money, never look back. <laughs> right. Sure. If you're yes. doing it for the long term, you need a better strategy. Yes. Yes, exactly. You need a better strategy for sure. And your career, it's never a short term thing. You go there, make a lot of money and that's it. A developer career is rarely like that. Rarely. Yes. It's like winning the lottery. Right? Yes. If that happens yes. to you. And kudos. Congratulations if it happens to you. Otherwise, you're going for the long term. Creating a profitable, remarkable career. Yeah. Working with remarkable people, delivering great products. That takes a complete different strategy. than going there for the short term. Make quick bucks and never look back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Exactly. And the demand is crazy right now as well for developers. So it's a great time to be a developer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not saying demand is going to slow down anytime soon. I don't know about that. But, you know, it's just like a factor you need to um, think about that. Well, it depends on the market, right? Yeah. Not every market is booming right now. That is true. I'm a little biased there. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are so many markets. Um, so many countries and that is true yes but but that's another i think that's another issue about resourcefulness that you mentioned in the beginning that if you are serious about these things like if you're operating in a you know in a market that perhaps doesn't have that much of a demand for ios developers or you know like it's it's suffering economically i mean you you can't use that as a as an excuse, right? Like you're, you're going to have to step, step it up somehow, right? Either, yes. either getting remote work or uh, perhaps moving to another market. Or start your own business. Or start your own bi- Yeah, like something like that, right? Exactly. I understand because like, you know, uh, many people have families and they have like reasons not to leave their uh, current market. And that's just another, another consideration you need to yes. think about. But if history has taught us something is that, that you know, like markets are going to do this, right? <laughs> like there, there is like this cyclical um, uh, nature. Cannot go up forever. No, they're not, right? Of course not. So, so what do you do when the market is up? Yeah. You build up your assets, your resources, you get ready. When it goes down, <laughs> exactly. you're ready. You don't need to get ready. You prepare. 
<laughs> you don't drink the Kool-Aid forever. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. You need to plant seeds. Yep. If you want to collect later on. Yeah, that's very counterintuitive again. Like it's very, you know, it's I think it reminds me of when uh, teams start off and they they're going to say I'm going to use global mutable state everywhere, you know? And uh, it's easy now. It's it's fun now. It works now. It it will work forever. Right? <laughs> but it doesn't work forever. You know, it's going to create problems. Um, so yeah, it, it's it it ends at some points, but the the goal is not like I think we should not be thinking about you know how when it's going to start when it's going to end you know these types of things. I think okay, like how should how can we be better every single day? How can we become better every single day? How can we improve? How we can grow? You know, uh, because I think this is what you know like this is usefulness. This is happiness basically. You know, yes. if you're improving, that's it. If you are, if you care about the trends, then I don't know. It can be problematic, and, and you just ride the trends, right? Like, mm-hmm. for example, like the other day we were talking in the previous podcast, like a, a, an MVVM developer. I'm gonna become an MVVM iOS developer, you know, because that's what job listings say. You know, I don't think that's gonna take you very far. You need to, you need to have like a, a more foundational knowledge of uh you know design patterns and ui design patterns and architecture instead of just saying okay mvvm that's why i'm be identified yeah. by by this acronym yeah, i can get far with mvvm but you're gonna reach a cap if you want to yeah. pass the cap you're gonna have to dedicate more time study and learn new yeah. skills yeah exactly if you're in the beginning of your career, getting to that cap is a goal, right? It's like, oh, I'm progressing, I'm progressing, progressing. I can get like good jobs, good job opportunities, good salaries. But then you're going to reach the cap, you know? And in your career, in your life, you're going to want more things. You're going to want to have a family, right? You're going to want to buy a house, a car. You want to travel. You want to have fun. Yeah. You're going to need resources. Again, managing resources. If you don't become resourceful, you're going to have resources problem. It starts at work. You don't have time. Then it translates to your life. You don't have time in your life yeah. to do the things you like. You don't have money to do the things you like. You don't have contacts to help you. You don't have the skills to progress. All of those things are resources that you can build. So you don't rely on anyone giving you resources. You are resourceful. You can yes. find the ways. You are creative. You have skills contacts, money, time. That's what you should look for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And build them and cultivate them and every single day so uh, they can grow, right? Yes. You don't want to push, you want to pull, right? Mm-hmm. You want them to come to you. So and by creating those resources, you can give resources to others. Yeah. Right? Okay. This is part of the fulfillment in your career, in your life, is to help others, right? It's to give. Yeah. Yes. It's not just about you. You're creating resources. You're helping other people. Imagine if you're in an office and you don't have time to write a code, you don't have time to test, and everyone's stressed about the deadlines. You step up. You find a way to find the resources. You become resourceful. Right? You become a leader. Yes. You become a lead developer. You become a valuable person. You can translate this to your life. You can get better jobs. You can help other teams. Better salaries. Exactly. One thing leads to the other 
exactly. become resourceful. Stop complaining yeah. about lack of resources. Yeah, no, it's bad. You know, it's bad that you have to go there and negotiate that with your boss, with your manager. You know, ideally, they should be resourceful and give you the resources to do it. But the world is not ideal. Yeah, you have to go there, out of your way, and become resourceful. Yeah, and then yeah. it doesn't matter which market you are in. It doesn't matter if you are in a place that it economically is not that strong. You're gonna find the ways. You're gonna have the skills, the contacts, the creativity to do it. You're basically adapting to anything. That's the difference, right? It's like you you are you don't care what's going on, right? Because um, you don't make excuses. Meaning, if you don't make excuses, you're just gonna do the work. You're just gonna adapt. You're you know you're just gonna keep swimming um, if you need to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna say like, okay, like this is this is bad. This is whatever. Like you're just gonna do it, and that's exactly. I mean, you know, like some managers are not gonna do that. What you said, you know, like they're not gonna hand you over stuff. You're gonna have to earn it, right? Um, yeah. It's just it's just managers. I mean, like the market's gonna do exactly the same thing. The market's. On, I mean, the market perhaps is gonna hand you some jobs while it's hot, and there are different kind of incentives, right? Yes. Yeah, but like that's you don't want that. You, you don't want someone to be handing you, right? These yes. Things. One of my mentors taught me when I was young right. that the market doesn't care about your needs, right? Right. <laughs> yes. But the market is interested in what you can bring, right? In the seeds you can plant. Yes. Right. What you can bring to the market of value. Exactly. They don't care about your needs. You need to come up with it. You need to be resourceful. Exactly. You need to produce instead of consume. Yes. And by the way, when I heard this the first time, I was like, what? I have no idea what that means. Right. You know, it takes time, but it's like, it takes time. You yeah. know, I know that the first thing we think about is, no, I'm going to a job. My boss is supposed to give me time. He's supposed to give me a good salary. Yes, they are, but they won't. So <laughs> what are you going to do? They don't care yeah. about your needs. Ideally, should they? Yes, they should. You right. know, and maybe you were lucky enough that you are in a team, in a company that care about that and they give all the resources you need to grow. Fantastic. Stay there. Yeah. Join them. Like Become a partner in their business. Yeah. Find a way to grow in there and help others. But if not, if you're in a place that you're trying to negotiate with your boss about things that are going to be good for everyone, it's going to make everyone happy. Yeah. Yeah. Then you need to find the resources because how else are you going to escape the dead end job. Yeah, exactly. And you're, you're gonna have to to make them right. Like this production thing, I think it's because like if if something is being handed to you, I think that's like the equivalent of you know consuming, right? Like it's being given to you. You're not you're not cultivating it on your own, right? And that's I think it's so um, integral in the idea of software development, by the way. Right, because like we are building everything from scratch, right? And there are so many processes like that you need to enforce in order to, as we said before, like create these assets, right? Like if you have like two buckets, assets and liabilities, you want to put the resources in the assets bucket, and that's yeah, that's hard. But you need to you need to produce 
uh, good processes. You need to produce like, you know, good habits in order to do that. If you've been, if you've been handed time, right? You say, well, it's fine. Let's say your manager says, it's fine. You know, don't worry about it. We have all the time in the world, you know? Yes. I mean, you're just going to consume the time. You're not going to care. Like you're not going to have to find yourself, you know, you're never going to train, let's say, to, to put a clock and say, okay, I have like 30 minutes to build this feature or to test this thing, right? So, I mean, that's how you, like, you need to, you need to train, you need to train smart, right? Like you need to push yourself if you want to be able to deliver at work, right? Yes. So you need these things, right? But it's, it's hard to do. And again, it's not just, it's not just like on the software. It's also about uh, people, about like, it has to do about psychology, right? Like mm-hmm. imagine if they, they keep doing a mistake that you know you shouldn't be, they shouldn't be doing, right? And you just yell at them, right? I mean, that's probably going to lead to, to bad situations if, if it keeps happening all the time, right? So like, that's another part, right? Psychology. Another thing that can be liability, right? One hundred percent. Like empathy, I think that's like the the first thing in a software team. Like empathy. Like everything starts from empathy. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with humans, right? Yes, exactly. So if you want to earn the time to do things correctly, or earn the time to do a great job, so you can progress faster in your career, how do yes. you do it? You start with empathy. Yes. Right. Understand your boss. Like understand the company understand that they're trying to go fast because they look at the competitor going fast and they want to compete or they look the financials every month and they just see money burning 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 and they cannot handle the psychology of that yes if you understand it you can at least put yourself on their shoes yes and help them understand that by doing the things a little bit slower doing a proper job you're going to help them make more money in the long run. Exactly. That starts with empathy. And that's going to build trust. Yes. And with trust, you're going to earn all the resources you need. On all levels, right? On all uh, tiers uh, that you're interacting with. Like the, the, the tech, you know, the product, the management, the, the, the business. Like you're going to understand why it's important to deliver when, you know, it's, you're supposed to deliver. You know, like how how does it affect the, the strategy, the business strategy, and all that stuff? Like it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be an eye opener. So, but but again, like all these things that we're talking about have nothing to do about software development. You know, like about programming. That's why that's why it's so important to understand that. Like, you, I mean, if you're a professional and you want a remarkable career, right? If a professional coder that wants a remarkable career, like you stop being just a programmer, an iOS developer, because like you're going to have to learn all these things, like from all these different backgrounds. Like, why would you have, you know, psychology, for example, when you're learning Swift, why would you have to learn that, someone might ask? Well, because the point is not to write Swift. The point is to 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 be in a team and create a product that is going to generate enough revenue for the business, for you, first of all, to get paid as well, right? And someone else like a customer to buy, right? I mean, imagine how crazy this idea is. Yeah. Like how complex the system is. But all we think about is writing Swift code or I don't know, like... Mm-hmm. I think it's the difference of being a, like solely a programmer, like I type code 
or being a professional programmer right. because the psychology, the finance, the product yeah. is part of being a professional. Yeah. This collection of the skills you have, the technical skills you have, plus the soft social skills you have around it to operate within a business, to operate within a team of people, to collaborate. It's part of being a professional, regardless if you are a professional developer, a professional product owner, a professional scrum master, a professional whatever. It's all about being a professional, working with people, delivering products for other people yeah. to use. It's all about people. Yeah. And I had to learn the hard way how to deal with people. When I passed that, then my career just launched. Right. Again, that's where it starts. You know, people. That's where the first thing you're going to, you're going to interact with people. You know, like we're not at this level where machines dictate everything, <laughs> especially like in software. No, like, I mean, so yeah. And again, it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard. Like you need to understand, like you, you need to build the foundation. That's why, that's why I'm very pro of the idea of uh, risk management, you know, because of like the foundation, if you see it from, you know, the spectrum of risk management, the, this whole operation, I think you just have a single goal every single time, mm -hmm. which is how can we, for any situation, any situation, Maybe we're in a meeting, maybe it's like a one-on-one -on -one thing, maybe it's like just a, a pull request review, we're actually coding, it doesn't, a negotiation, you know, like, it doesn't matter. How can we uh, maximize the probability of getting maximum returns and at the same time minimize the probability of, um, you, you know, not getting uh, yes. the, the maximum returns, basically, you know? So you have this risk-reward uh, paradigm going on that's it like and again when you're writing code you just type a, a line of code do you know if this is going to be an asset or a liability that's a, that's a serious question you, you need to pose to yourself yes. otherwise why do you do it right like do you do it just because to write the feature well sure you're going to write the feature right well yes. done done let's say you did it but then it's going to be a next there's going to be a next feature what good has, you know, being able to commit once and deliver something once if you can't deliver something again in the future? Like, I don't see the point to that. Except, like, unless that's the goal, you know, deliver once, as we said, you know, with a pet project or something like that. That's fine, right? But if you need to deliver again and again and again and again, then you must think about your actions, you know, and categorize them. Are they going to be, like, what kind of risk do they carry? Right. What, what kind of risk do you assume about these things? Is, is it an yeah. asset or a liability? Right. So it's about sustainability. Yes. Of so course. There is, let's say, a thousand ways of solving any problem in programming, right? There are a thousand languages, a thousand paradigms, a thousand patterns yes. to solve problems. Some of them are going to help you create assets. Some of them I'm going to help you create liabilities. If you have the skills, you should be aiming for creating assets all the time. Yes, but they're both going to solve the problem right now. Right, right that's now. Very, that's very important. Exactly. Right <laughs> yes. now, they solve the problem. Yes. But they're either going to put money in your pocket or they're going to take money from your pocket. Right? Yeah. Asset liability. Yeah. An asset is going to keep delivering. 
keep helping you deliver more features, reliability is going to make you go slower and slower and slower and slower. Yes. The trickery here is to understand like this delay effect that goes on, right? Like the, the asynchronous nature of code. Like if something is going to come back and bite you, it's going to happen in the future. <laughs> so you need to How be, long in the future? I mean, it, not That's that the long question. probably, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I would say overall, not that long, right? It's not going to be, I mean, if you're just putting code in the code base all the time, right? And, and you're doing like, you're using practices that basically are not going to be, you know, are not going to give you optimal results in far, as far as sustainability goes, right? Well, what do you think is going to happen, right? It's going to accumulate. That's like the infamous tech debt also um, paradigm. And then you're going to yes. need a bailout, right? <laughs> For all this debt. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. It's, uh, we, need, we need to be mind, mindful, you know, like we, we need to think these things. Yes. Otherwise, we're just writing code. And that's, that's not the goal. Yeah. The goal is to write to create products, you know. Because we have the option to blame the business. We have the option to blame the manager and say, well, they don't give me enough time. That's yeah. what I can do with this time. But that's your career. Don't delegate the resources. Don't delegate the results of your work to someone else. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to have a lot of great work produced by you that you can show to others and get better opportunities. Yeah. So yeah. don't delegate the quality of your work to other people. Because they want faster and cheaper, of course. Exactly. But you shouldn't do that. You should increase the value of your work over time and get the rewards. You don't want to just get more risk. Right? You don't want to just take responsibility. With responsibility should come rewards. Yes. A higher position, right? more influence. And over time, you keep building the trust, delivering great work, over-delivering great work. And the results will come. And they should be big results. You should aim big. Yes. Otherwise, just taking responsibility and not of the rewards. Yeah. Everyone's going to give you responsibility if you ask. Yes. But you should also ask the rewards for it. Yes, exactly. Right. You should get paid what you're worth. Yes. That, that, that's the ultimate metric there. You know, like you need to consult if you want to assess how you're doing over mm -hmm. time. Uh, professionally it's it's not just about it's not like the the compensation alone it's not you know the responsibility alone it's like everything all together um yeah again hard hard uh, things to get right it it needs a lot of time a lot of work yes and then like there's always this opportunity cost thing I'm saying well, why would i do that like i can do yeah. you know what i'm doing right now I'm, I'm fine and yeah i think you said it perfectly before when you said that it's like a leap of faith most of the times or maybe every day I think every, you said, every day right? yeah every, every day. day is a leap of faith right oh if i put a protocol here i'm implementing the dependency inversion principle here right like i cannot see exactly the return right now but it's a leap of faith that i read this book and that people said that this is going to enable you to make open closed systems. Right. Right. That 
we can add more features by passing a different instance to this constructor. Yeah. And it's a leap of faith, right? That it's going to pay off. Maybe you'll say, but I'm never going to have another implementation of this thing. Yes. This is what I find by fuddling here. It takes perhaps 10 seconds to introduce a protocol. So the cost is small. Like it's non-existent, basically, 10 seconds, right? And if that happens, right, for example, like if you are to change the implementation, the concrete implementation, you don't care because you can do so because you have this abstraction. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about 10 seconds here, right? Like that's the investment. Let's say put- a minute. Let's say a minute. <laughs> Let's say 10 minutes. You know? <laughs> right? 10 minutes. That's the investment here. That's the resource you're putting mm-hmm. in, right? And what's the, what's the expected return of this thing? Let's say you save an hour or two hours or 10 hours in the future. Right. That was a big reward for a small investment. And that's what you want. And if you lost that investment, let's say you never changed it. Yeah. That was 10 minutes. That was a small investment. Yep. That's the kind of investments you want. Yes. You invest a little bit with a possibility of big rewards. And if you lose, you lose small. Exactly. But most people, even in investing, they invest a lot to make a little bit with the risk of losing everything. Yep. I mean, I think we said it uh, in previous podcasts as well, but you're not going to see like something, you know, celebrations. Like if you introduce these protocols, if you do these abstractions, if you follow the solid principle, there's not going to be a parade, you know, (laughs) because of doing so. Uh, There's just not going to be a mess. And you need to understand this idea. Like it's just like you're not going to be unhappy working with legacy systems right no it's just gonna be decoupled yes and easily testable mm-hmm. and you can make good estimates i don't know like it sounds pretty good to me if you're a professional yeah. if you're a professional software developer that's probably how you want to work you know? and you're gonna build trust because you can deliver yeah, great exactly. results on time yeah and you're gonna have better chances of progressing there or showing great work for other potential employers or building enough skills to start your own business, your own app business, Yeah, you're going to have more options because it took the risks, the chances of applying good principles. You make small investments to get big, massive rewards. Exactly. Every day, a leap of faith. How do you go to those leap of faiths? You need mentors. Yeah. Read a book. People took the time. They worked for 30 years. They put the thoughts down into a book and you can learn everything in a week. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Learn from them Yeah. and apply and practice because just reading the book is not going to get you far. Yeah. Then you need to apply it. That's how you learn it's by doing. We should say that in our book suggestions page, we don't only have software development books. Uh, we also have general education and yes a bunch of the things that we're talking about today you know came through these books like studying and studying again and again and again but that's it like you need these leap of faiths you know uh you need you need to move right that's like a leap of faith for me it's it's just movement towards the unknown right right and i think like when i think about these things 
and I'm thinking about making such a decision is about is because probably I'm not happy where I am, you know, like where where I am right now, right? So perhaps another destination, you know, is is a is a better choice. So that's why I think if you think it in this way, perhaps the cost of uh, making this decision and start moving becomes uh, lower, right? Yes. But if you're not happy about something, just change it. That's like, it's very simple. Like just do something different, you know, just try simple, it. Simple, but not easy. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that is true. But you owe it to yourself. If you want a remarkable career, if you want to build valuable skills, get a like, good salary, create resources for you, for others, have more time, have more money, more friends, more contacts. That's what you gotta do. And more fun. You know? More fun. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's in there as well. You're gonna have definitely more fun. Yes. Right, better experiences. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Awesome, that was an awesome episode. Don't forget, you need to become resourceful don't fight resources exactly be creative build the skills and you'll find the resources exactly and if you do so help others help others find the resources and let us know if you find the resources or if you have <laughs> any i don't know like opinion about these things in the comment section we'll be glad to reply okay that's it for this episode we'll see you again next time bye yo See ya.